The way we talk to our children becomes their inner voice. I am Marcus, father of two. And I am Alex, father of one. And you are listening to Daddy. As always, we have a great show for you today. We're going to get into some phrases you should not say to your kids. Again, phrases you should not say to your kids. But if you're anything like me, and I'm sure like Marcus, you have said these things. Oh, yeah. We're going to see... uh, We're going to see if there's alternatives or ways we could do these things better. This particular list comes from parenting.com. It is 10 points and we're going through all 10. Usually I would cut it down just because it's a lot, but they're all like imperative and like I just couldn't. What what did you think when you saw the list, Marcus? Were you like, yo, he's tripping. This show is going to be long or were you like, yo, we got to do all these. Yeah, no, I was like, yo, we got to hit on all these because. <laughs> yeah, some, some of them I some definitely common agree phrases. with. Yeah, yeah some yeah. of them I agree with, some of them I don't. Some of them I was yeah. like, huh, they might be right. So we're going to get into all that. But before we do, Marcus, yeah, man. the quote at the top of the show, how do you feel about that? I agree with it. I mean, I agree with it because I've literally had the proof smack me in the face. <laughs> when my oldest is telling my youngest something that I've told her, I'm like, yo, yeah, no, she sees, I see it in her face. She sees me saying it and she says it exactly how I say it. <laughs> Roe, clean up the toys, please. Uh, and then she looks at me and like shakes her head. I'm like, I don't do that extra. She adds extra <laughs> sauce on it though. Like you ain't got to do all that. <laughs> she looks at me and rolls her eyes like kids, right? I'm like, you only six. Right, right. Yeah, I've thought about this before when I say certain things to my child, and I'm like, I wonder if she says this to herself. A, because she's, you know, she's playing, she's playing, talking to herself with her dolls and her stuffed animals and such. And also, I'm like, does she think what I say is, like, is it the end-all, be-all? Right. And it is, which is why I got to be (laughs) careful with what I say. So we're going to get into these things you should not say. Marcus, I need you to keep it 100 with me, dog. The people need to know if you actually say these things. Don't shy away. This is a safe space. No, it's not. But I mean, I'm going to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) So if you say them, it's okay. I know I say some of them. Let's get into it. Number one. I'm on a diet. Well, okay, wait. All right, anyway. What? So, <laughs> watching your weight. Keep it to yourself. If your child sees you stepping on the scale every day and hears you talk about being fat, they may develop an unhealthy body image. Marcus, do you ever say, I'm on a diet to or around your kids? No. I don't even say that to my wife and I could just be lying to her to her face. (laughs) I don't, those words don't, I don't say that. I used to when I was younger, but it it doesn't apply here. Why am I telling my kids that, man? Why am I talking like this around my kids? Yeah. I feel like they kind of shoehorned this particular phrase in. I do agree that you have to be careful with how you speak about 
what you believe about yourself. I do think of that's course. important. But this specific phrase, I'm on a diet, that's just kind of silly. So I think they just needed to make the list 10, so they threw that one in there. Yeah, man. Get that one out of here. Yeah, get that one out of here. (laughs) Stop it. If you are, stop stop it. it. Stop it. So we're just going to move on to number two. Yeah. Number two, we can't afford that. Yeah, I mean, we... We can't. Like, what you you mean? So using this phrase or something similar sends the message that you're not in control of your finances, which can be scary for kids. What? Says Jane Pearl, who is an author. Jane, relax. You think Jane should relax? I kind of agree with this. I I agree you shouldn't say I can't afford that or that costs too much because— we were at Target. Me and my daughter were at Target. Okay. We went, looked at the toys. She saw something she wanted. Now, my daughter doesn't generally ask for things at the store. So more often than not, I'm inclined to purchase said thing. Yeah. But this particular toy, I did not believe was worth the money they were charging me. <laughs> Here we go. So I was not going to buy it. Okay. So she says, Daddy, can I get this? Uh-oh. I say, nope. That costs too much. Okay. So later, we get to the car, and she says, Daddy, how come we couldn't get the toy? Why does it, it cost too much? You can't, like, you. we have money, right? Oh, Dad, you broke? Yo, first of all, first of all, <laughs> I, I ain't no broke boy. Yeah, right. Come you know, on, don't man. come at me like that. Come at don't me sideways. do this. Because you'll get a lot of, you'll get some emotion and some tears. No, no, yeah. No. And I, I realized in that moment that me saying this costs too much to her yeah. is, we don't have no money. I'm never getting any more toys. We're not going to have any food. What is going to happen? Right. Oh, my God. But really, what I was trying to convey is how I initially started this out. This isn't worth how much they're charging, which is what I explained afterward. So from that moment forward, that's how I explained it. Daddy, can I get yeah. this? No. Why? I don't think it's worth the amount of money that they're charging us for it. You explain it exactly like that? Yes. So I, I go a similar route. Like, you know, I just be blatantly honest with them. Like, yo, we, you know, no, remember we got to get new tires for the car. So, you know, we saving money. And I've heard my daughter say that to my youngest because she'll be, you know, we'll be in a toy. My kids love going to the store with me because they, I go to the electronic section, all the cool stuff. Mom's just going to get food and stuff. That's kind of lame, right? But <laughs> we'll be, we'll be over there. And, they'll, and, you know, my youngest will ask, ooh, a new game or something. And not knowing, I know she's not, you know, she sees six zero, but she don't know that's 60 bucks out of daddy's pocket. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, so. She's like, oh, can we get this one? Oh, can we get this one, Dad? This one looks cool. And I'm like, I just tell them what's going on right now. You know, like, oh, we got to get new brakes. Or, you know, yo, the, the dealership is crazy. And they trying to smack Dad over the head for $1,000 for brakes. So, no, nah, nah, I don't know. Nah, you're 1,000%. One, one yeah, yeah, I explain what's going on, right? And why we can't get this right now. And usually, usually I know I'm doing all right because my oldest will say, no, Roy, remember, we're saving for the tires. <laughs> you know, which like, which, right, is, cool, which yeah. is good because they're, 
advice is to choose an alternative to convey the same idea, such as we're not going to buy that because we're saving money for more important things. If they insist on discussing it, you have the perfect window to start a conversation about how to budget and manage money. First of all, I'm not starting a conversation about how to budget and manage money at Target. (laughs) Not at Target. Maybe some other time, not at Target. We're not about to get into this right now because they will ask you right now, right, right here in the middle of the aisle. You got about seven carts behind you, other people trying to get through. Yeah, but why, Dad? Look, uh, uh, excuse me, ma'am. Uh, listen. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Nah. Yes, there's, there's certain, certain places I'm not trying to go while I'm here at Target. Number Correct. three, great job. Tossing out a generic phrase like good girl or way to go. Every time your child masters a skill, makes them dependent on your affirmation rather than their own motivation. Now, Marcus, do you say great job, good job, or something similar to your children? I do. I say that. I say this one. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I I try my best not to tell my child they did good or great at anything. (laughs) Yo, what? (laughs) I feel like my wife agrees, but she I don't think she's quite as cognizant of using this as I am. Okay. I feel like kids hear great job, good job, and all that way too much for stuff that it's not a good job or a great job. That is bad, first of all. Oh like for yeah, some okay. kids, your drawing is bad. I'm not gonna say <laughs> so I'm not gonna say great job to you when your drawing is bad. <laughs> Or like, just because you tried something, you don't get a great job. You didn't accomplish what you were trying to accomplish. So what (laughs) I do is I try to save great job until the accomplishment. Ah, okay. They say that you should save the kudos for when they're truly warranted and be as specific as you can. That is me. I do. I I agree with that. Because, uh, but there there are moments where, you know, so for instance, there was a night this week where I got home like super late. And it was getting close to bedtime, you know? So you, like, and as a parent, you have all these things in your head that you got to do, right? But you want to make time. She was very adamant about, like, showing me this uh, this workbook that she completed at school. But, you know, this thing was, like, 50 pages. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, you know, of course, they want to show you the whole thing, man. Right. So she said, she told me that she completed the whole thing. And that she did every page right. So we going through it, but there's blanks. There's parts that she forgot. Now, there's there's pages that she did do good to me, in my opinion, for a six-year-old. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, coloring inside the lines, you know, tracing the letters. Like, I'm like, hey, look at this. The K, you know, she was having some issues with K. And I'm like, you know, it's just a K. You just got to connect the lines, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, she was, she, I was, I was noticing how her tracing was getting better with the Ks. So, I wanted to point that out to her. So, I said, hey, it looks like you're getting better. You're doing a good job with these Ks. And she was like, yeah, I've been practicing. You know, she say a little, you right. know, but then we noticed the blanks. And I, for me, it's almost as important. For me, it's important to to give them kudos sometimes. For me anyway, because, you know, it's hard for me to show emotion. So when I feel that way, <laughs> I want to show it to them. So, so I'll, I'll tell them good job or you did a good job on this specific thing. But, right. but it's almost 
as important for me to tell them when it's not up to par. Like I've seen you right. do better, right? You know what right. I mean? So like, so if there's a page, so she had a page in there where she had rushed and she was trying to explain it to me before I got to the page, you know, before I said something. Like we, we flipped it and it was just like the dude, like she's good at choosing her colors. You know, we're getting to that point where she like, all right, the shirt should be red. All right, the hair should be brown or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, all right, so the entire dude was like scribbled blue. And I'm like, so I'm like, I, before I could even say, Leah, what happened? She was like, oh, I was rushing. I'm like, uh, right, right. No, well, no. Yeah, I, no, I'm not giving a good job no, on this one. You no, know what I'm saying? No, <laughs> yeah. this is trash. No, you shouldn't say what? that. You shouldn't say that. No, no you shouldn't say that. You shouldn't say that. But it, it is equally important to point out when it's not quite right. It's all in how you go about it, though. I think, yeah. I think the, the tact that you take with that. I agree. Number four. Practice makes perfect. This adage can ramp up the pressure he or she feels to win or excel. It sends the message that if you make mistakes, you didn't train hard enough, according to Joel Fish, who is a PhD. All right, Mr. PhD, Mr. Fish, dog. Yeah, man. So I wouldn't necessarily say that practice makes perfect. I do agree, like, the wording in and of itself is a problem. Yes. But I do think it's important to stress that the more you do something, the more reps you have, the better you'll get. Yes. So I'm only focusing on the phrase. And I might not have said this phrase specifically, but I do try to highlight the value of hard work. So like, right. you know, Leah do a cartwheel and, and Roy, you know, she don't quite got the cartwheel down, you yeah, know, she I'm got like, the cart, she ain't got no wheel. Yeah, she got the <laughs> cart, but she ain't got no wheel, man. <laughs> so I'm just like, you got to keep practicing. Leah can, Leah only does it that well because she practices a lot. She's like, but I can't do it. You know, I'm like, uh, we don't say can't, you know, All right? I just try to try to convey the idea that if you keep practicing at this. You will be better than what you did than, than this than this what you just did just now. That's a front flip. Stop it. You know, <laughs> you know what I realized with that is I try to be careful with saying that you'll be able to do it. And I try to say you'll be able to do it better. Because maybe you're just not equipped for this. And I think it's important for a child to know that this just might not be your thing. But you don't necessarily say that. So I think part of this is about building proper expectations. Hey, if you practice some more, you'll get better at it. Yeah. As opposed to saying, if you practice, you can do it because yeah. maybe you can't. You know, sometimes, especially when you have, uh, I was about to pull a you and say multiple children, but in this instance, I'm going to- You do have multiple number. children, right? Say the exact number I have, and that's two. <laughs> <laughs> I say it every pod. <laughs> no. Uh you just realize, man, different kids have different skills. <laughs> so it yeah. is very important. Did I say the wrong thing? I said better, right? I said, if you practice, you'll get better at this. <laughs> you know, I, you know, sometimes it's just, it might not. Let's just say this. It might take more practice for others. You know, right, than, right. Than, this is true. Yeah, yeah. This <laughs> is true. Number five. You know, before I get into number five, that just reminds me. Five stars. Five stars, written reviews on your Apple Podcasts, on your Spotify. That simple task that we're asking of you helps us grow the show. You give us five stars. It helps us reach out to new listeners because they know other people like it. And you know how people are. Yeah. 
for lack of better words, people are followers. That's why on all these socials, they say follow and so on and so forth. That's a whole nother topic for another day. We're not going to get into that. But the point is, if you leave us five stars, that will help us grow the show. Now, number five, you're okay. If your child is hurt, telling them they're fine may only make them feel worse. Your job is to help them understand and deal with their emotions, not discount them. Now, I was bad at this for a minute, dog, because when my child was younger, I was like, you know what? At some point, you're just crying because that's what you do when something happens. (laughs) It, It seemed to me at a certain point, if she would get hurt, no matter how big or how small, she would just start crying. Yeah. So I'm not saying, you're okay. Like, but I realized that's that's not right. Like, kids don't cry, I've learned, unless something's wrong. So it may not be the injury in and of itself. So I remember the first time I saw her do something to get hurt. She like fell off the couch or something. It was a really weird tumble. And yeah. she just popped back up, started crying. Yeah. I'm like, oh. So I looked at her. I was looking at her body like there's no bumps. You know how kids, as soon as they get hurt, they start holding whatever's wrong with them. They just start holding. Yeah. yeah. She didn't hold anything or anything. She just ran and hugged me. And it was in that moment that I realized she's physically okay, but there's more to it. I said, did that scare you? And she said, yeah. I, yeah. She was crying because she was scared, not necessarily the physical ailment that was perceived. Yep. So in that moment, I realized, yo, you got to stop saying, like, you're okay. Because clearly she's not. So the, right. the crying, I, I feel like a lot of parents feel like that. The crying is made up or something. It's not. It, it may be default, but there's a reason for it. I think you I think you hit it on the nose. I think the, because I say this a lot too, but I try to give like a reminder, like, dad, I, you know, because kids will tell you everything, right? When I walk in, my wife be getting mad sometimes because when I walk in from work, they tell me everything that happened at school. My wife was like, when I asked you, you said nothing. <laughs> like, you know, but they'll tell you like, yeah, I fell off the monkey bars today. I'm like, oh, okay. How was that? You all right? And like, yeah. But then like the third, yo, the fifth time in the week that you fell off the monkey bar, <laughs> I'm going to say you okay. <laughs> and then I'm going to say, because remember Monday you fell and you were straight, right? But yo, that's that's after, a, to me, that's a whole nother okay. That's not are you physically okay? It's like you okay? Why you keep falling off the damn monkey bar? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's real. Why you keep yo? Why you keep falling off the monkey bars? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, nah, I, I I'm working on this one, man. Yeah, we're all a work in progress. I think I think I do pretty well with this one. But number six, I'm up and down with number six. So number six, hurry up. That is a real sentiment. (laughs) Pushing them (laughs) to get a move on creates additional stress, according to Linda Acredolo. Forgive me if I mispronounce your name. PhD. It's a lot of PhDs that seem to know a lot about kids. I wonder how many kids y'all got. Y'all just out here (laughs) reading books. Exactly. Listen here, Linda. Uh, (laughs) Look, if it creates a stressful situation... Then we all about to be stressed this morning. Look, get your <laughs> shoes on. And let me get. Wait, what coat you want to wear? Nah, no, it's cold outside. Actually, let's wear the jacket. Look, <laughs> hurry up is my my last gasp. I generally go through everything else to get to hurry up. 
So my go-to is we have to move faster. We have to move faster. That's my go-to because we all need to do what we all need to do to get to where we need to get to. Of course. But after a while, you're still not quite in the process this morning to where you need to be. I'm hitting you with the claps. Yo, hurry up. Yeah, yeah. And I can see the stress on her, but yo, we got stuff to do. Like, so I agree. This shouldn't always be your go-to. You shouldn't just always be saying hurry up because you shouldn't try to create additional stress. Kids got enough stress, believe it or not, in their own little way. But at some point, dog, yo, you're stressing me out too. You're going to need a little stress. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, not all stress is bad stress. This is a healthy stress. Hurry up should not be a default, but at some point, that gets the job done. Yeah, yeah. I disagree with this one. Number seven, let me help. When your child is struggling to build a block tower or finish a puzzle, it's natural to want to give them a hand. Don't. <laughs> if you jump in too soon, that can undermine your child's independence According to Myrna Schur, PhD. Now, Miss Schur, I agree with you. Don't be helping your kid. Yo, don't help your kid. We talked about this yeah. previously last show. Yo, let your child be a failure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not hopping into the last second. If you really need some help, I'm going to let you struggle a little bit because within that struggle, you are learning something. And I know that's that's right. a, that's something that a lot of parents struggle with. <laughs> see what I did there? Because struggle. Yeah, I got you. I see but, you. Uh, I see you. Bar. <laughs> yo, you, you got to let your kids struggle, man, so they can learn. Right. I, I agree with that. And they say, instead, ask guiding questions to help them solve the problem. I.e., do you think the big piece or the little piece should go at the bottom? Or why do you think that? Let's give it a try. I'm really good at this particular one because I have stuff to do, but I understand as a child, clearly, you can't do everything. But things that I think you can do with like maybe a little push or a little guidance, I'm all about the guidance. Yeah. Maybe if it's a puzzle, you pull out a different piece to just kind of make their mind go to a different part if they're stuck, things like that. But just doing it for them, I'm a firm believer in the fact that your child isn't going to grow or be independent. No, they'll start being more dependent on the help. Like, okay, if I don't know this, I know that mommy or daddy will do it for me. Don't get it twisted. Like, I want to help. Of course. But I am not going to. (laughs) (laughs) Yo. (laughs) (laughs) Number eight. Don't talk to strangers. Even if a person is unfamiliar, they may not think of them as a stranger if they're nice. Plus, kids may take this rule the wrong way and resist the help of police officers or firefighters whom they don't know. So I'm about two minds of this one specifically. They may not think of them as a stranger if they're nice. I'm working on my daughter with that because my daughter is very friendly, unlike her father. Her father ideally wouldn't talk to anyone if he didn't have to, (laughs) but (laughs) my daughter doesn't mind so much. I have noticed she's a little more skeptical these days, but generally, she's talking if you're nice. Now, taking this rule the wrong way and resist the help of people, 
that's always sort of been where I struggle. I struggle with finding the line with explaining who's a stranger and who's not. Same. Because just because you don't know who someone is, like sometimes you need help from someone who you don't know who it is. Yeah. So threading that needle has been kind of difficult for me. What do you think? I believe that the stranger danger thing is a real thing. So, so I tell them like, you know, my kids are a lot like me though. They'll enter a room and then just like sit back and observe, right? Like, all right, who's yelling or who's fighting or not that I'll be taking my kids to rooms where people will be fighting, but like just <laughs> they're assessing the room, right? To see like, right. all right, are, are these people in this room nice or all right, how's daddy at reacting with them? You know, you know what I mean? But like, if they're a stranger, we've kind of taught them like, you know, you don't just walk up and talk to strangers. Now the, the, the counter example or whatever in the, in the uh, description. Yeah. Helping police and firefighters is important, but like how much help do they need for my six year old? Like, don't talk to him, dude. You know, you know, like, <laughs> you know, you know, it's when not, I, when I, I think of, this comes up for me. I think about when I got lost at the mall when I was little. Specifically, it was at Sears. I do remember I was at Sears. Oh, Sears is fire. Yeah, go ahead. I, I looked one way. I looked the other way. Mommy wasn't there anymore. Okay. Now, lucky for me, a lady was like, are you looking for your mom? I was like, yeah. And then we like walked <laughs> out and my mom wasn't that far. No big deal, right? right? But yeah, I think yeah, to yeah. myself now, if that happened to my daughter, like, would she say something to somebody knowing she shouldn't necessarily talk to a stranger? Because- where we live, it's not like it's like security at the door. Like she wouldn't know to go to somebody. So right. I'm trying to figure that out. Like, do I just tell her every time we go in the store? Yo, if something happened, you see this person with the name tag, find somebody like that. Uh, yeah, but you. you can't do that every time. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I, I struggle with exactly how to go about this one correctly. I and, think a big oh go ahead. Go ahead. I was going. I was just going to say a, a big part of that too is just like you know, like you said, um, or like the description said rather, the police and firefighters. Like we teach our kids to recognize these uniforms and stuff. So, I mean, they kind of expect, depending on where you are, you know, police and, and people in these uniforms to help you. So, but you are right. I'm with you on being lost in Sears. Scary, man, because you might not be able to go to the checkout person and just be, <laughs> just be like, you know, hey, sometimes the dude working at Sears or, you know, I think today's Sears is Target now. So today, the person, <laughs> right. that, the person at Target might not be messing with you exactly, or they might be having a bad day. And the kid might not be able to understand that he was mean to me. You know, like, it could be you know, a Don't, don't even thing. get me started on people exactly. at, at work being upset. <laughs> yeah. Number nine, be careful. Saying this while your child is balancing on the monkey bars actually makes them more likely to fall. I say be careful a lot. I say be careful a ton. At least 37 times a day. (laughs) I do find that the older she gets, the less I say it. And I've tried to be more cognizant of when to say it because there are a lot of things my child should be careful about. For instance, you running in the house, it's all kind of sharp corners. Be careful, right? Yeah. But like, be careful about what, daddy? I'm just running. Or there's something really expensive and you're about to knock it over. Be careful. It's like, but you're not explaining to them 
why you should be careful. So I think sometimes with kids, we have the best intention because obviously you don't want them to get hurt. Right. But I think the phrase be careful in and of itself is kind of a problem. What do you think? The phrase itself without any explanation to be tied to it is... Exactly. So I'll be honest though. I don't always give the explanation, especially on things that I've already given an explanation on. But I understand like you need to repeat. (laughs) You know, you have to, man. And I find myself... I find them learning quicker when you do repeat everything, including the explanation. But I do. I say be careful a lot. And that's because they, you know, like you said, kids aren't always paying attention and they could eat. They get hurt on the simplest things, dude. They get hurt on the Legos that I told them to pick up. And then you're looking at me hurt holding your foot. I told you <laughs> to pick this Lego up. You right. know, but you can't say that in a moment because they're looking at you like, yo, my foot really hurts, dad. Yeah, yo, <laughs> tough luck. Pick up the Lego. <laughs> Got yellow people all over the floor. What's going on? <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I think the explanation with it, with be careful. Be careful so you don't. Be careful so you don't. Yeah. But there's probably also ways to just not say be careful. They give the example of if you're feeling anxious, move close to spot them in case they take a tumble, being as still and quiet as you can. I'm assuming this relates to the monkey bars. Yo, anybody got time for all that, dog? Because... Monkey bars are high, and yeah. if she fall, like, I'm a pretty calm dude, but stuff like that does make me a little anxious. It does, and I, I have spotted my daughter, but being still and quiet, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Huh? Yeah, and isn't that <laughs> counterproductive for the monkey bars? Like, you got to get across these things, like, because you're losing your grip as we speak. So, like, being caught, like, all right, take your time. Do one at a do one rung at a time. Breathe, concentrate. No, we. I'm trying to get like to five because yesterday I had four. I'm trying to get to five monkey bars now. <laughs> yeah, but you just gotta be careful doing it. That's all. <laughs> yeah, I try to explain the, why you should be careful first, but I don't even know if that's right because now they have all these other ideas that they weren't thinking about initially. So th- this one is tough. It's tough to kind of find that balance of what exactly. You should say number 10, no dessert unless you finish dinner. Using this expression increases a child's perceived value of the treat and diminishes his enjoyment. Why they say his like we ain't got daughters Yo, hey, what's his up, man? or her yeah. enjoyment of the meal itself. Now, you got to finish your dinner, dog. You can't you just be out here dinner, eating like, cakes what? and cookies. Yeah, man, what are they talking about, man? <laughs> like, for me, this is more so you got to let your kids understand that it's part of a, it's part of the meal. It's but part it's of the, the meal. End of the meal. But like, end means like you can't have you can't eat the chicken and potatoes and then just have a plate full of green beans. Like, yo, no, like the end of the meal is like you finishing your veggies too. Like, come on now. Yeah, you finish everything on this plate. Yeah, and then you can get the fun stuff on the other plate. Yeah. So, again, this kind of goes to what you say. So, they suggest tweaking your message along these lines. First, we eat our meal. Then we have dessert. Subtle word change, more positive impact on your child. I fully agree with that. I haven't agreed with some of the stuff they were talking about in the other ones, all these PhDs and all that. But this one particularly, 
Because I do think the words you choose to say to your child and even the order in which you say them are important because they're empty vessels. They don't know anything. And how you say something is how they will perceive it. I didn't see anything wrong with this one at all, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I say that. Finish your dinner first. And I get it. It's how you say it. All that stuff you just said is true. But you still got to eat these green beans. Like You're not getting the cookies until you eat the food. Yeah, (laughs) but but that's the thing. In and of itself, it is a true phase. It is. But 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 it what's is. important is the interpreta- interpretation of said phrase. Yeah, so a lot that. of these things ultimately come down to how you convey the message that you're trying to convey. With something like be careful, don't eat your or you have to eat your dinner before you get dessert or even I'm on a diet. It's all in how you convey the message so it's more positive. That's why a lot of words have similar meanings. You see what I'm saying? Because you can get that that message along. So, for instance, one that wasn't on here was with our daughter, we've always said, use your words. Yeah. I've heard you shouldn't say that. What? Yeah, because you got to think about it. These kids, three, four years old, they don't know that many words. To us, use your words means to explain what's wrong, right? Is that how you would use it? Yeah, or like tell me how... Tell me in a way that you can tell me, like what's going on. Like if so, like now, like, now what you just what you just said right there. Yeah. So rather than just saying use your words, you should say something along the lines of what you said. Tell me what's going on. The best you can. That's the better way to get that same thing across. What the- What's wrong with saying use your words? Because you, it implies that you're going to have to use the words that you've learned but, thus far. But, but, to but com- do, kid, do kids know implication? Do kids understand imply? So I guess what's the, what, what is that phrase doing to them? What's the um, adverse effect that, the, that, the, that phrase is having then? Kids don't necessarily understand connotation, denotation. They can't convey certain things. The words are the words. But if they just say, I fall, I fell, us as the adult, we have to kind of convey, all right, so they're probably, so their elbow, okay, you're holding your elbow. Like, we have to piece it together. I'm just asking for you to use your words, and I don't, it shouldn't be like, to me, when I tell my kids that, I think the only reason why they do such a great job now, like, my kids kill that. Like, they are able to explain. They might have to oh, think yeah, about yeah. it first. Yeah, my, they might my, have to think kid, about it my first. Kids are, my kids are too, kids. Hot. Yeah. Gotcha. I only got one. My child is too. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think it's important to be as specific as you can so your child can understand in said moment what exactly you need them to do. Yeah, I think I'd I'd be doing, I'd be killing like the first few of these. I'm going to go ahead. I'm learning the rest of them though. (laughs) That makes sense. I I think we can leave it there. As always, we're all a work in progress. But the thing about that work though, Marcus. What's up? As hard as we work trying to be good fathers, we don't always get the praise we deserve. Ain't that about a... Watch your mouth. So we're going to pat ourselves on the back for our accomplishments, big and small. It is time for Daddy Did That. My dad did that. 
Who going first? Still you or me? Me or you? Who is it? You go You go first, Marcus. Let's celebrate your win for the week. <sighs> All right, man. I was going to a daddy-daughter dinner at the school, man. You know? Okay. okay. My wife was like, hey, uh, they're having pizza and drinks at the, at the school. Uh, let me know if you can get out of work in time to make it. I was like, cool. So... I make it home just in time. We got about 10 minutes to get to the school. Typical, <laughs> typical, right? Typical Mark stuff. So, you know, I bring the girls to the school. It's a solo mission. Wife stay home, though. So, solo mission to the school with the girls, though. Oh, she was happy to get y'all out the house. I bet she was, though. And I was happy to, you know, to be spending some time, you know, with the, with the girls myself. Because, you know, my wife be trying to do all this stuff. I just be wanting time with with the girls myself, man, because she'd be kind of raiding on the parade a little bit sometimes. But it's all wow. good. We love you. Wow. But, <laughs> wow. I'm just, I'm just laugh. But, so we get to the school. Huge line outside the gym. Expected, because that's where everybody's eating, right? Cool. I'm thinking, all right, it's going to be, uh, you know, a quick 30 minutes. The girls is going to show me all their friends and stuff. It's going to be great. And then we're going to leave. Get in there. My oldest daughter told me that they have dominoes at their school. I'm like, yo, this charter school is fire if they got the dominoes <laughs> on deck, right? I get up there. I ain't going to call out what it was, but it wasn't dominoes. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't look anything remotely close to dominoes. Yeah, they had some off-brand pizza, dog. I ain't never seen these types of pepperonis in my life, but it's fine. <laughs> so we go sit at, First off, sitting down is a process because, as you all know out there, I got two daughters. My youngest wants to go sit by her friends. My oldest wants to go sit by her friends. Now, the problem here is there's nowhere to sit by their friends. Each table is full. <laughs> uh, so right. I stop and I say, where are we going to sit if we sit by your friend? And she's looking at the table like, there's nowhere to sit. And I'm like, okay, all right. So we're going to go back here, right? right? So we went back. Yo, it's not a daddy-daughter dinner, dude. What is it? It's a watchdog dad meeting. <laughs> a what? Watchdog dads. Watch dogs. Watch dogs. What, what yeah. is that? So you should have brought your dog. I'm confused. <laughs> so it's it's a it's a program for dads to get more involved with the kids at school, but not just your kid. It's like a volunteer program at the school. Oh, okay. Sounds terrible. Why am I here, though? <laughs> and, uh, so the the indicators, so we sit down, right? I, we got the pizza. We eating. All the kids, friends, they mingling and stuff. Okay, cool. I'm paying attention to the board up front. Why is there an itinerary, right? Like at 6.30, it says eat pizza with kids. At 6.45, kids leave the gym. And I'm like, oh, yeah. where are they going? Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, so the kids go outside to play. Somebody gets up front with a microphone and says, I'm glad all you fathers can make it out here tonight. And as he's talking, I'm looking at the at the board and there's like testimonies of like the program. I'm like, oh man, this is church. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, so I'm sitting here like, but honestly, man, it sounds like a really good program. And oh, that's good. interesting. I'm thinking about getting involved, dude. You know what I'm saying? And oh, wow. you know, I just wanted to highlight that I'm not going to because you know I don't. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to. But but I just the thought and the fact that I stay the entire time because my wife yeah. definitely she's like, wow, I you should. I thought you would leave if it was all that. But I say the entire time, man, because for one, 
I didn't know where my kids were playing outside, so I couldn't go get them and just leave. And two, <laughs> you know, it it was actually kind of refreshing seeing the other dads get up there and talk about how it kind of it kind of changes their kids' moods when they show up at the school. I'm actually I might think about signing up a couple times, man. But okay. all in all, all in all, I stayed. And daddy did that, man, because I really yeah. was thinking about leaving, honestly. Yeah, yeah, because I'd have been out of there. Yeah, a lot of dads I talked to gone. said they would have left, too. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've I, thought about that. My wife is the the volunteer in the house. Same. Mine is, too. I'm cool. He said, I'm cool. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, she's going on a field trip next week or something. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I'm good. I don't need to, you know, get so involved. But it had me thinking for a second. It was a good program. And it's good seeing the other dads get involved, too. So, they- Let's do that. That's dope, dog. Shout out to all the watchdog dads out there, man. There you go, man. All right, man, what you got? So, it's around Halloween. So, there's all types of Halloween events going on. True, 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 true. So, my daughter has what they're calling a fall fest at the school. Okay. Okay. Now, my wife, like I said, she's usually that person who's, you know, taking her to the extracurriculars at the school and all that. She has to work. It falls on me. Yeah. I, I, but we've been there before. We went last year. We were in and out. So I was like, all right, cool. Okay. So we pull up to the school. Yeah. The parking is different. I was like, uh-oh. Wait, what's going on here? Everybody's lining up in a different spot. I was like, oh, change. They got me, dog. I'm going to be here for a while. (laughs) So last year, it was simple. Trunk or treat. You park. You walk up. Get the candy that has some donuts, some cider. We out. We out of there. 32 minutes. I was like, that's what's up. Yeah. This year they have games. It's bigger now this year. I don't I don't want to do all this. My child's eyes light up. Yep. Oh, she is ready. That, man. Sorry so, that, man. No, just- <laughs> we walked through. So I'm looking. I was like, all right, that, all right, that. I was like, but we gotta get out of here because we got other stuff to do. So she gets her little tattoo on her hand, plays a game or two. We're making good time until we get to the playground. And she starts to see people running and playing on the playground. Daddy, can I go on the playground? <sighs> so I thought on my feet, dog. So all the kids were going to the playground through the gym. The gym is on the other side where the trunk or treat is. Okay. Okay. So you can't get to the playground because it's fenced off. So you have to go through the gym. So I said, let's go to the other side of the building and see what's over here. Yeah. And then. We'll come back. Right. 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 So as we're trunk or treating, getting the candy, we're getting further and further from the gym. So I'm thinking to myself, I might have an out. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be thinking like that too. (laughs) Because I don't want to stand here and watch her on the jungle gym and all that. Daddy, look. I don't want to look. Then some parents going to be trying to talk to me. I don't want to talk to them right now. Right. So- we just keep on moving. So I hit her good. Once we get done with the trunk of tree, I said, you got everything? She said, yeah. I said, all right, so we're going to get out of here. Let's go get some breadsticks. My daughter loves breadsticks. Yeah. Loves breadsticks. She ain't even think about the playground anymore. Okay. The moral of the story is I got out of there without going to the playground. Yeah, yo. 
Daddy did that. Daddy did that, man. I'm with yeah. you. Yo, that's a win, yo. <laughs> that's a win, dog. That's a win, man. We ain't even mentioning that stuff you wanted to do because if <laughs> nah, we get man. to the bread six spot, you say, oh, daddy, I wanted to go to the playground. Hey, you go back to school tomorrow, you could go on the playground. You go on the there playground five days a week. There you go. She yo, never mentioned you, the playground again, dog. Yo, Congrats, man. You got out of that one, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. <laughs> and any of you other fathers out there, we want to celebrate your wins big and small as well. Hit us on the socials at DaddingPod. In addition to Instagram, we're also on Facebook, DaddingPod. Or excuse me, it's not even DaddingPod. It's the whole name of the show. Dadding with Marcus and Alex. Yo, we all... We're all just trying to figure this out. What's this? Is this episode four, Marcus? I think this is four, man. I think we're getting some good stuff, though. We don't necessarily agree with it all. Some of it is not necessarily practical, but I think it's helping me become a, a bit better father. What do you what do you think? Oh, it's definitely helping me, dog. And that's, that's how I know that we're putting out this good content for y'all, man. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Cause it, it takes a village. So come be a part of the village. Uncles, fathers, stepfathers, grandfathers, uh, legal guardians. Even some of you mobs could come check some of this out, too. We'll let that slide. Just make sure you leave us a review. Till next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.